Okay, Improved Peeps, let me just tell you, this week's guest is incredible. I could talk to Anna Oaks for 500 hours, truly. If you are a people leader or if you have any desire to impact and grow in your career, which is every single person who listens to this show, get ready. Get out a pen, get out a pencil, because Anna Oaks is giving us so many juicy chicken nuggets of wisdom. Like this show is so juicy. I can't, I want to like dip it in ketchup. So let me just tell you about Anna. Anna Oaks is a change agent focused on restoring humanity into both our work and workplaces. She's raised by hippies and she wants to leave the world better than we found it. She brought this energy from her childhood to her over two decades of work in small, mid-sized and large companies, focusing on strategy, growth and culture. Now, she toggles between being both an intrapreneur, which we're going to talk about, working directly in companies and an entrepreneur working on solutions to make work better through her company, Oaks Co. Now, Anna recently was named head of people for the independent media company, Quartz, where they'll partner to advance the mission to make business better. Now, while Anna's work improves the companies and systems we work in, she knows that the humans who make it all happen deserve more support, resources, and encouragement. You can catch her thought leadership through her three audio and video casts or through social where Anna shares best practices for maximizing your impact as an entrepreneur who owns your career, talents, and voice. Okay, so today's episode is all about becoming an entrepreneur and reclaiming ownership of your career. This episode is mind-blowing. So there's so many fantastic stories that she tells you to help visualize what it means to be an intrapreneur. And if this is something you're thinking about doing, how to actually make it tangible and make it happen for you. I'm going to stop talking because Anna is so amazing. Let's get to improving it with Anna Oaks. Hi, new friend. I'm Erin Deal, business improv edutainer, fail fluencer, and keynote speaker who is ready to help you improve your it. It being the thing that makes you, you. So think of me as your keeping it real professional development bestie who is here to help you develop yourself into the best version of you possible. So you can develop your team and lead with intentionality, transparency, and authenticity. Oh, and did I mention we're improving your it through play? That's right. I'm an improvisational comedy expert who uses experiential learning to help you have your aha moments. Those are the moments when the light bulb goes off and you're laughing at the same time. So grab your chicken hat, your notebook, and your inner child because I'm going to take you on a journey that is both fun and transformative. Welcome to the Improve It Podcast. Anna, oh my God. Okay, I am stoked. I feel like we're already fast friends. Welcome to the Improve It Podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always an honor. Uh, Okay, now here's what I want to do. I want to start off the show just by setting an intention. What is one word that you want to give our audience who we call the Improve It Peeps today? 
Mm, you're going to really test me here. Okay. So my sign off in my email and how I sign off of conversations is wishing people peace and progress. But you know what, for this session, the prop that you and I've done, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick progress. Like that's the one thing I want them to listen to this call. And I want them to progress a think uh, mindset, progressive process, progressive approach that they're having to their work. So I'm going to go with progress. I love that so much. And I love that salutation, peace and progress. But we're going to go progress. And through progress, we're probably going to find peace. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, truly, I got to tell you, my word of the year is actually peace. So here we go. Look at this. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Peace, peace, love. And I've never had it before. So <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you to get more of it, more of it, right? There's an abundance of it. We just have to fight for it. That's right. Yeah, it's intentional, which is why I love a good intention. And I, I'm so excited. And speaking of intention, because every month here on the show, we have an intention or a theme for the month. And this month's theme is all about connecting to our inner child. So things that bring us joy, things that help remind us of who we are. So let me just ask you really quick, what's something in your life that brings you joy? What do you, when you think of the word joy, what comes to mind? Honestly, I'll have to go with my family. I mean, really yeah. they are. And they, you know, look, the past three years of this pandemic has tested us just like everybody else and living in the same household with two twins who are now in sixth grade. So that's wow. been a journey. And really, you know, my marriage, marriages are hard. Relationships are hard. So the fact that we've made it through the last three years, we're so much stronger because of it. And that, that keeps me grounded. That makes me joyful. Oh my God. I love that. And are your twins identical or fraternal? They're fraternal. So Asher is my son and Juniper is my daughter. Best names ever. Okay. That is awesome. Congratulations. Sixth grade. Oh my God. What a time. And congrats on making it through these three years. I know it's, it's like, if you can do the past three years of 2020 to 2023, you can literally do anything. I've told myself that multiple times. <laughs> oh, it's just crazy. But I, I want to, there's so much I could talk to you about because when I was researching you for the show, fascinated by the work that you've done and you have such an interesting background. And I think so what you've helped so many people realize is their fullest potential, their progress, if you will, with this idea of intrapreneurship. So I want to just start right there. What, what does it mean to be an intrapreneur for somebody who's like, what does that mean? Yes, yes. Okay. So the easiest definition that I use for an entrepreneur is somebody who has the strengths and skill sets of an entrepreneur, but chooses, chooses to use them internal to another organization. So maybe the best example, Erin, I could give you is me right now. I'm both an entrepreneur and an intrapreneur. I have been out on my own for over eight years. And that is the way that I use my entrepreneur skills. Mm. A little over a year ago, I chose to come on to Quartz, which is an online business publication to be their head of people. And that was a big ask of me to like, I will, I will, I'm very picky. Let's say that Aaron, B very yeah. picky about where I go join. So fast forward, Quartz ends up getting bought. I end up getting asked to be the editor of Quartz at Work, which is our arm that writes and thinks about the world of work. And that was always a long-term plan. 
but didn't necessarily plan for it in the past year. So now I'm an entrepreneur. I'm using very similar skill sets over here. I agree to work for somebody else and to play nicely in the sandbox with what their mission and vision is. Over here, I have complete control. Super, super scary sometimes. Super, super annoying sometimes, right? Yeah. I mean, they both, they're pluses and minuses. And so we can be both or we can be one. And I just say like, can't we all just be a preneur of whatever we want to do? Mm. Oh my God, I love that. I, I mean, and here's the thing too. Both, like you said, are hard. I am an entrepreneur and I have been an intrapreneur, I think in my previous roles. And I think when I think of preneur, I think of somebody full of ideas, an innovator. So let me ask you this. If you identify as both now, right, with this new role, an intra and the entra with with both things going on, which I don't, I have, I think I have done both in my life when I was first starting improvement. I don't know if I did it well, Um, but I feel like you're crushing it. And if somebody listening today is wondering Am I an entrepreneur? What might be some of the signs that they might also be an entrepreneur within their organization? I love that. You know, I think there are signs, but maybe what I'm going to point to that if you can stay with me is less of signs that you are one and more of signs that you can become one, Mm. right? Because I don't think it's something you are or are not. I think there's probably like varying degrees on the spectrum, Erin, where it's like, eh, I'm in a series, maybe I'm in a season of my life where for personal or professional reasons, I got to like go down a gear, like I'm pushing it too hard. Maybe I don't feel so much like an entrepreneur during those winter months when I'm in that season. Whatever, that's okay. Give yourself that grace. But there will be times like I'm feeling myself entering a zone of really creative potential. And that I don't know how long that's going to last. Maybe it's because spring is coming. Maybe it's because summer and you really are looking at the seasonal change. But start to look for those opportunities that you can be one. So here's what I would say. A couple of things about entrepreneurs. They're very curious, right? They let themselves be curious. I have talked to hundreds and thousands of people in my career. And so many are like, oh, I'm not creative or I'm not innovative, right? That's a really scary word. Or I'm not strategic. You can be all those things. You just have to find your most honest route to be them, right? So how use your own strengths? For example, Erin, and we'll get back to entrepreneur, but a lot of people think I'm super high empathy. I am. I'm very empathetic, but I show my empathy through my strategic strengths. So I'm a Clifton Strengths fanatic. If you yes. if you're familiar with Clifton Strengths or used to be Strengths Finder, I'm hu- super hu- high strategy. So when you and I are talking about your career, let's just say I'm going to be pouring into you. You're going to walk away and feel like. I I adore you. And I do. The way that I'm showing you I do is that I'm being strategic about your career. That's how I can help you. That's how I can show empathy. So if you're trying to be strategic, find out your route to strategic. If you're trying to have more creativity, which is one of the traits, curiosity and creativity of an entrepreneur, tap into that. I think it's about being intentional. What levers can I pull? Right? Like, let's imagine this is an ant farm that we're looking at. And there's two or three paths. We have full permission to create more paths for ourselves to poke at them until we find out that we either like them or not. So I use the phrase poke until we should be poking until, right? Like poke until we prove that that's not the thing for us, or maybe right now is not the thing for us, or that it absolutely brings us so much joy. Oh my God. The ant farm analogy is going to stick with me forever. I literally pictured that green little ant farm that you get when you're in, in elementary school. And you're poking, you're poking, they're trying to dig a new hole. And I hear that so loud and clear. 
curiosity and creativity, major signs. You know, I'll, I'll say something else that is more, I think it's more of a mindset, but I'd like to say it's also a skill set, which is permission. Mm. Giving ourselves permission to fail, to try new things, to ask you know, questions, to be something at work or in the world of work that maybe we weren't there yesterday, but that doesn't mean we can't be there today. I think so many of us get jiggy like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm getting too big for my britches or that, you know, I think I'm better than them now. It's not about that. It's about us constantly seeking opportunities to do better or differently when it's aligned for us, right? There's that Mm. seasonal thing. It's not always aligned. I'm not asking for a hustle culture. And people hear me say like, I have these two jobs and oh, she must be working these 100 hour work weeks. No, no, I'm not. I just got really smart at how I do my work. And I really intentional with applying those skills. And I look for opportunities. Here's another visualization for you, Erin. I'm here for it. Do you remember Willy Wonka factory? Oh, a thousand percent Veruca salt all day long. Yep. Okay. Yes. Okay. So before Charlie gets the golden ticket, the real golden ticket, he goes into the candy shop and the guy starts singing, you can make the sunshine. Uh-huh. It's like grabbing all the candy. That's how we should be in our career. There is candy on the table and we should feel free to take it when we're hungry and leave it when we're not. Anna. <laughs> First, okay. These visualizations, you're painting some pictures and I am here for it. And now I want an everlasting gobstopper. Okay. I want it so bad. Yes. And maybe some days I don't want it. Maybe I just want to leave it on the table because I'm tired. And maybe it's not the right. Maybe I got a lot going on in my personal life. So I don't need that gobstopper today. But I am super here for these analogies and you're painting the most beautiful picture because there's so many people listening to this show right now. I know so many people who come and tell me how this show has impacted them in so many different ways. And I can think of individuals right now listening who this will resonate with because I'll tell you what, they're some of the most curious people on the planet and they care about the work and they want to seek out answers. But sometimes things get in the way and it's okay to not have to, to not pick up the candy. Yes, to leave it on the table. This is why I love that we started naming things like quiet quitting. Yeah. I feel like we should celebrate that. First of all, the definition of quiet quitters are doing what is asked of them and nothing more. I feel like that's a pretty good baseline for work, right? You asked me to do these 10 things and I do those 10 things. And you're talking to somebody who probably normally does 12 or 15, Erin, right? But sometimes as I'm getting older and maybe a little bit more wise in my age, maybe I won't do all 10. Maybe I'll do five and I'll do five really, really well, right? We've got to make that decision about how we're pushing into these things and giving ourselves permission that giving what you ask of me is pretty darn good. If I don't have the energy to go above and beyond for the next two weeks, two days or two months, we should be talking about that and making sure that the energy I do have to put into my work, Erin, is put on the right things. That's the leader's job to help us do that. But that's where the gap is. Oh, my God. That is it. And going back to the candy metaphor, because I'm like, yes, we're grabbing the candy. It's like, okay, so you've gotten the candy allotment for the day. You've picked up the candy allotment for the day. Good. You are getting a standing ovation, right? But maybe you want to try something new. 
And maybe you want, you know, maybe tomorrow is the day that you try that. But the fact that you're constantly grabbing just that one piece of candy on the table, you're taking it, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You have your allotment for the day and now you're not going above and beyond. I think first and foremost, I think as people leaders, sometimes we think, and I'm going to speak for myself. Sometimes I think that people, I'm so used to the people who grab the extra candy that when they don't grab the extra candy, I'm like, all right, what's going on? Yeah. And I, I know, you know, I was, a, I'm as a leader. I know my team super well. Leaders listening here know their team super well. Generally, you know why they're not grabbing the extra candy. And it's generally has nothing to do with work. It has, it, it has things that happen to them as human beings in the real world. Correct. And we need to just be cognizant of that because I do think as an entrepreneur, that comes, that comes with a little weight, right? Like I think the people who consider themselves entrepreneurs show up, they're going to do those 12 to 15 things like you. They're not going to do the 10. They're going to go above and beyond. But sometimes we, it's okay to leave that candy. It's okay to come back another time. I think that's a beautiful message. Yeah, just be really smart. And this is where another trait of an entrepreneur is powerful storytelling. If you could build your curiosity and be a better storyteller, I've been practicing it for many, many years because I realized early on in my career that I wasn't a great storyteller because mm-hmm. of my strategic thinking. I was always like I was already already at the end when they were still back here. And I had to learn how to paint the picture of what our strategy was going to be to bring them along, right? If that's all I did for the team and didn't do those four or five extra things, that's still pretty powerful. So let's look at the things that we can make an impact for, be proud of them and do a good job of communicating those up, down and across. Okay. And let me tell you something, whatever, whenever you got that feedback, you really took key because you have painted some pictures today <laughs> with the ant farm, with my Willy Wonka moment. Like I'm, I'm here with you. Like you have really crushed that and nailed that. And you're right, because if you can help somebody understand how essentially what you're doing is helping them understand and take ownership and strategize with them to get to the next level that they want to be, right? Yes. Okay, improve it peeps. I am I am I'm like whispering with my hand right now into the microphone because I'm so excited. I can't wait to bring you more of Anna. This conversation left me jazzed. I'm doing jazz hands. So you know I like to leave you with a tangible. I want you to think about your current role. Now maybe you're an entrepreneur listening to the show and you don't recognize that you are an entrepreneur. Or maybe you're an entrepreneur listening to this show and you lead a team of people and that team might include some intrapreneurs. How can you get more curious? Is this the season of your life that you are going to do that? And maybe it's not your season. Maybe you want to leave the candy on the table. But if this season feels like you can dream and you want to get curious, I want you to jot down a list of three ways that you're going to get more curious at your current role. Three ways. What are three things that you're going to do to get more curious? 
If today's episode sparked joy for you, if you're feeling like it's giving you some progress, please consider leaving us a five-star iTunes review. I have to tell you, these reviews truly matter. I say it all the time, like a broken record, but they help us bring guests like Anna on the show. So if you want more amazing goodness like Anna Oaks, please consider leaving us a review after today's show. You know what I'm going to say? Keep failing, keep improving because improve it peeps. This world needs that very special it that only you can bring. I'll see you for our next show. Part two with Anna Oaks. Hey friend, did you enjoy today's show? If so, head on over to iTunes to rate and subscribe. So you never miss an episode. Now, did I mention that when you leave a five-star review of the Improve It podcast, an actual team of humans does a happy dance? Mm-hmm, that's right. So leave a review for us on iTunes, screenshot it, and send me an email at info at learntoimproveit.com. I'll send you a personalized video back as a thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Improve It, peeps. I'll see you next Wednesday. Wednesday.